Hello and welcome to the Monkey Business Podcast from Van Monkey. I'm your host, Adam Baker. In this episode, I talk to Brindley Group Corporate Sales Managers, Neil Shaw and Richard Bateman. Both Richard and Neil have extensive experience in the corporate and fleet sector. We talk about new market trends, the electric vehicle revolution and the rise of Maxus. Both Neil and Richard are electric vehicle users and they promote the use of electric vehicles daily. There is perhaps more contention around electric vans than electric cars at the moment, but Maxus have provided a range that many traditional manufacturers are struggling to match. Anyway, without further ado, Richard Bateman, Neil Shaw and me. So I'm Richard Bateman, I've worked for Brindley Garages for the last nine years, this month, um, and I look after um, commercial vehicle sales and fleet sales, uh, along with my colleague Neil. Um, so we're in a dedicated PDI centre just on the outskirts of Wolverhampton. Uh, is there anything else you need to know about me? Well, a little bit about your background. background. So. About 25 years in the motor trade, um, mainly with Citroen and Peugeot, um, working in a, in a Citroen and Peugeot dealership, um, and then went into sort of business sales and got very, very heavily involved with vans, so probably 70% of the sales were vans. Um, and then, that led me then into sort of Brindley, um, and we're a multi-franchise group, so we've got eight manufacturers, so we do cars and vans, um, so I've got more to sell, mm. so obviously that's better for us, uh, individually and obviously for our customers. Yes, my name's Neil Shaw, I work alongside uh, Richard here at the uh, Operations Centre. Um, been in the industry since 1984, which mm. is an awful long time. <laughs> uh, again, that started with in the old days with Peugeot Talbot, you know. So uh, uh, that was uh, predominantly business user user based, and uh, been in the industry ever since, and uh, dealt with numerous brands. Been with Brindley's on and off for 20 years. Had a bit of a spell out, but came back uh, to Brindley's, and I've uh, currently been with Brindley's the last 10 years. Going to be 10 years now. Yeah. Um, so we offer uh, commercial vehicles with Nissan and with Maxus, and then with multi-brands in cars as well. Mm. So, um, so between us, we've got quite a bit of experience. And I mean, you're both sort of from a, a fleet uh, perspective and background. How do you think the fleet industry differs from just you know the, the average car sale? It's a good question. Um, there tends to be the the, the customers. All customers obviously want a good deal and they want to be looked after well. Um, probably have to do a bit more research with our customers because there's uh, more, especially with vans, you need to find out what they're doing, what, the, what they're carrying, what type of journeys they're doing. And uh, obviously with the evolution of EV, that's even more important because we need to make sure that the tools, that the vehicle's going to do the job, the tool's going to be right for them. So. Uh, range obviously and capacity is part of that really. Mm -hmm. How are you seeing, I mean you mentioned Maxus briefly, um, when did that partnership form with, with Maxus? We, we came into Maxus quite early on really, we've, we've been going with Maxus, uh, we're in our, we'll be in our third year I think, won't we, mm -hmm. or second or third year, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but we were in from the early early days, mm -hmm. so um, we're, we're a pretty big Big dealer with um, with Maxus, and we've opened a, a dealership, a standalone dealership, rather than our sort of operation centre here in in, in Canon. Um, and we've got um, you know new products coming on on uh, on board. We've got the um, 
the new pickup coming out, the EV pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a MIFA 9, which is a, a, a multi-people carrier vehicle. Yes. Um, so the brand's going from strength to strength, really. Mm-hmm. And they came in it at the right time with the EV product. You know, they've got the range and the, um, the, the, um, um, the product, the numbers of products coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going from strength to strength with Maxis. How do you see... I mean, obviously, we've had a lot of the brands, van brands, for quite a long time, really. Um, how do you, I think encourage is the wrong word, but how do you show a potential buyer Maxus as a new brand um, that could be uh, you know, a potential sale for, for them? It's down to demonstration, really, isn't it? It's um, yeah. you know, getting the customer to drive it and appreciate what it can do, yeah. explaining the benefits and the downsides to it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 you know it's, it doesn't suit everybody, not at yeah. the moment anyway. So it's just going through the whole process of qualifying the customer and making sure that the product that we offer them is suitable for them, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose part of the strength of Maxis is the fact that there have been so many supply chain issues with vehicles over the last couple of years, and yet Maxis has been a little bit stronger in terms of supply. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really good point. It, it definitely uh, won new customers because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as Neil said, you know, the, the demonstration of the vehicle is important. And when they see the quality of the, like the E-Deliver 9 panel van um, and the range, um, the capabilities of the vehicle compared to the competition, mm-hmm. they are streets ahead, really, in my opinion. Some of the European manufacturers, obviously, we supply, but also the range of their vehicles aren't at the same level. So uh, it, it's uh, education. Yeah, it is definitely education. Yeah, really, but uh, demonstration is the key. Mm-hmm. Really. And with with electric vehicles, obviously, as you mentioned, they're not suitable for everyone. But then you know you wouldn't move house with a Fit Five Hundred. You know you have to tailor the yeah. the problem and solution together. But what misconceptions do you come across with electric vehicles or electric vans in particular? Um, I, I think the, the, the main one is um, sort of range anxiety or how do you charge it, you know, and, uh, and that. But once you go through the infrastructure and give our uh, advice and, um, and show where the charge points are and um, the infrastructure, which is, is obviously growing day by day. Um, but, you know, it's still, you still have to get the, the customer to try it and experience it. We, we both drive electric cars and, you know, we've experienced from the early days range anxiety. Yeah. But that's easily overcome once you get into it and you use it and, you know, a journey to Scotland isn't an issue. Um, it's just knowing how to do it, really. Yeah. You know, and it, and it, is, it is so easy. It is so easy. Which electric vehicles do you both drive? We, we drive Kia Nero's, mm. E-Nero's. Yeah. Uh, what made you... Was, there, was that... A specific choice based on that. What made you switch to electric in the first place? I think you know we, we sell the product. Um, I, I think you know everything is going electric. So mm-hmm. definitely, you know, you've got to drive it to experience it to to relay that to the customer. Really, yeah. You know, it's um, it, we could spout all day about how good EVs are, but you've got to experience it yourself to pass that on to the customer. Yeah, yeah. I think I think most. You know, talking in general, most people can get into an electric car today and cope quite well without worrying too much about the range. They will obviously worry about range initially because they've never charged an electric vehicle before, but as soon as you're shown and you you experience like a rapid charge, things like that, it's so easy. I mean, the furthest I've been is um, Southampton. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
got down there, chartered a car up, came back, not a problem, absolutely loved it. And, and that, sort of doing that, got me past any fears. Now, I, I wouldn't worry about going anywhere, really. Just got to just find out where the charging points are and plan your journey. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, well, we both, you know, enjoy driving it, but there's, there's benefits in car taxation, benefits for company car drivers, and I always yeah. be talking vans predominantly, but obviously that's another advantage to us, and we were early into getting the, the advantage, yeah. really, yeah. that, you know, we, we don't pay huge amounts compared to diesel drivers. Yeah. Um, and we we charge on site here, so, you know, it's really easy for us. How do you think the, after the autumn budget, with the announcement of the increase in benefit in kind, mm -hmm. How do you think that will affect electric cars for, for fleet? I don't think it will really. It's, no. it's you know, we, we're going that way, it's got to be electric mm -hmm. and the, the advantages are still huge compared to uh, a diesel or a petrol car. Yeah. So, you know, prices will, the disparity between, you know, the um, internal combustion engine and EV will get, get lower. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it'll put people off at all. And in terms of actually driving one, what, Benefits do you see from from that side of things? You know, is it better to drive? Definitely. You know, if we're talking cars, they're they're, they're fantastic yeah. to drive, so smooth and effortless. The vans are exactly the same. Yeah. If you drive a um, an E-Deliver Nine Maxus van, it's all automatic. Well, you know, it's a single gear, so you just put it into drive, and away you go. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're just so smooth, quiet, and effortless. And every driver that's demo demonstrated one, driven one, thinks they're in a Rolls Royce, really. You know, in comparison to a, a, a diesel manual van. You know, yeah, you're so driving. Much yeah, you're driving into a city centre. Let's say Birmingham's the nearest, the biggest city in the Midlands, and driving to Birmingham every day, and the traffic up the just auto, it's so easy. Yeah. And obviously, the same with the car. So it just makes driving a, a pleasure. And if you're a delivery driver and you're you've got so many stops a day to do. I know I'd rather not be dipping a clutch in and out all the while through traffic. I'd rather be driving an EV proposition. So yeah, the feedback's really good. Yeah. Um, whenever we let anybody try them, they're, they're always sort of like full of it, really. Yeah, so. And without naming the specific clients, what kind of sectors are taking on more electric vans? It's a wide variety. It's your big corporate bodies, big, big, you know, uh, uh, you know companies that you'd 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 come across uh, advertised on television. You'd see it uh, from those companies to the smaller, um, you know, plumbers, electricians. Yeah. It's a widespread. It really is widespread now. Yeah. And do you think, I mean, the, 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 there's been a lot of talk of trickle-down uh, electric vehicles. So we saw, like, DPD taking on uh, mm. quite a few and Amazon taking on a few. How long do you think it will be until it's more of a sole trader taking on these? Because, I mean, the, the outright cost is higher mm. um, for, for an EV. But obviously, getting the education across of the total cost of ownership, um, do you think that there's enough education around that model? I think that comes down to 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 us to a degree to 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 educate and you know I mean it's it's a natural progression anyway. I think as more um, you know more time goes on and we have to go down the, the EV route, mm. you know, I think the word of mouth will trickle trickle down and, um, um, you know, those people that are really, you know, anti-change from, from diesel will, will subtly sort of see the light really, you know, and, uh, and obviously as more and more electric products become uh, available and the, the range increases and charging stations increase, 
um, I think it'll be a you know a subtle progression, and um, you know we'll all be obviously we'll all be electric at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, or you know predominantly electric. There may be other uh, you know a hydrogen fuel cell. We mm -hmm. don't know what's happening with that. Yeah. That may come on board, but um, yeah, you know it's it's exciting times really. You know, it's um, as I originally myself been in the industry a long time, and mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever experienced anything like this. Have we? You know, yeah. it's such mm -hmm. a such an exciting time. Everything is happening. Very, very quickly, really. A little too slow in comparison to I mean you mentioned Kia Kia and Hyundai were mm. quite quick on the mark really especially with like the EV6 and the Ionic 5 um, and then you've got new brands coming out of China and MG Maxus Ford were a little bit slower with the e-transit and there were a lot of other manufacturers that were also a bit slower mm. do, do you think that was tactical to, to see what the market was going to do or do you think that was just not quite cottoning on quick enough with the other. It's difficult to say, really. You know, it's it's, um, it's always sort of political, isn't it? Really, but um, I, I think just Maxus with um, with the brand and where it's made and uh, access to um, the, the, the lithium, perhaps yeah. you know, was just able to produce the the product that much quicker, really. So um, whether it was tactical, I don't know. It's it's um, you know it's a. That's a different story, I think, really. But, um, <laughs> but it's um, 
you know, it's certainly something we've enjoyed. We've we've come to the the party early with with the the product, and um, you know, we've 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 seen it grow very very quickly. Um, you know, and as I said, it's going to grow. It's going to snowball very quickly. I think. I mean, with the um, the um, uh, emission zones around cities, you know, that's expanding. Obviously, in London. Um, <laughs> More and more companies are just going to be switched on. The light bulb is going to come on, say, "We've got to go for electric now. We've yeah. got to make the leap, and we've got to go electric now. Otherwise, we're going to be charged a daily, daily cost, which you know, uh, obviously, you know, people want to avoid really. So, yeah. so I, I think you know, it's been a, it's been a slow start, and it's starting to build now, um, but I think it will snowball quite quickly. Mm. I mean, the, the uh, automotive world has been hit by quite a few and, and other. Uh, technology sectors have been hit by a lot of supply chain issues. How were uh, Brindley affected by that? Yeah, we, we were we were hit quite uh, quite heavily, and yeah. and still are to a degree. We've got yeah. um, lots of product that uh, we're waiting for still that has been ordered, you know, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but we're starting to see it come through now. Um, so hopefully we're, that's behind us now. But but it did it did hit us. Um, but you know, customers have been patient and uh, and have hung on, and uh, you know, it's it is getting better. And some of the delays have actually been with like diesel. Yeah. Um. to an end of a lease or they just want to buy a new vehicle, what would your advice be to them? Again, it, it's down to qualification and just finding out what they they need. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we can offer a, um, an electric product and uh, a diesel product and just compare the two and just see which one's viable for them, really. Um, it's nice now that we've got EV product, which, you know, spreads a, a, a wide diversity of products. So we've got, we can do tippers, mm-hmm. uh, electric now. We've got pickup with Max's new yeah. pickup coming out. Um, small vans, big vans. So, you know, we've got, uh, we've got plenty of product to, to offer people as well. So. You, you get, I, I assume you get more interest in electric vehicles because they're new. But is, is that matched by orders? Well, yeah, yeah, we've done very well. Uh, you know, obviously with electric, we've still got a, a, a order bank of diesel vans. Yeah. But if I give you, for instance, we've we've got electric vehicles in stock here now. So, talking about supply chain problems, we've actually you know ordered in advance. We've got vehicles that we can put people into now. So, that 
going back to sort of Max's supply, for example, um, we've been able to capture that supply and, and put people into vehicles a lot, lot quicker. So, yeah, it, you know, it's a, it is qualification, it is education. At the end of the yeah. day, somebody might need something. Do van customers always plan their purchase? No, they don't. Some, yeah. You know, they'll maybe wait until something breaks and then they want to change it. And obviously the diesel supply chain issues and supply chain issues in general have hurt that type of customer because yeah. they might be able to go out and buy a used vehicle when they really wanted a new one. But, um, but yeah, we've got some electric vehicles in stock that we can get your customers into, really. So, yeah. and, and the price disparity is is getting uh, narrower. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've still got the um, the uh, Olev grant on electric vehicles, which is yeah. five thousand um, pounds. So that 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 helps. There's there's you know there's there's discounts there on the product. So um, you know it's um, it's it's getting better, but it's it's a little bit different with the electric product that it is. It is more qualification, and there's there's always that um, hesitation from the customer. Uh, you know, what am I getting into? Because it's new. Yeah. You know, the default was always a diesel product before, yeah. so it's it's something new. So we have to do our job to explain the benefits and features and and how things work um, to the customer, and you know, make the, so that they can make an informed decision whether it's for them or not. Really. Yeah. I suppose it's it's the same. Same principle for any new product, isn't it? Really, but this is a whole new. There's a whole new range of product in a in a different. Yeah. You know, it, uh, do you have many questions around charging from an infrastructure perspective? You know, will I be able to charge this? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's it's showing them, isn't it? Really, yeah, yeah. you know, if you go on any of the the apps, um, ZapMap or um, um, InstaVault, which is one of our favourites. <laughs> that you know the the infrastructure is there and it's growing um, but if you just explain and show show you know just go onto one and you can see that you know there's six charging stations there one's in use um, you know this is this is how you do it um, it it's quite easy to explain really you know but um, um, we, we like the InstaVault one because they tend to be sort of next to a, a McDonald's or a KFC or something like that. Really. So, <laughs> There's another benefit. Course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But of course, you, you know, if, you, if you're planning your journey, if you've got to go up to, um, you know, the, the north or the south, you've got to have a stop at some point. Yeah. So you just plan your journey around a stop for, um, you know, uh, somewhere to eat, somewhere to have a coffee, a toilet break, but you plan it where there's a charging station as well. So... Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it yeah. works very well. If you rapid charge, um, like I was saying when I went to Southampton, the, <laughs> there was a uh, KFC next, so I popped in there, but I put it on the car on rapid charge. 30, 40 minutes later, I got enough range to get back home to, to Wolverhampton, so... You and the car. Quite, quite <laughs> right, yeah. So, uh, you know, it was a win-win. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's actually been fun learning about this because we've been on that journey, you know, mm. Nine, ten years ago, we'd probably only got the Nissan Leaf, really, mm. that was an electric vehicle, and the Nissan EMV 200 van, um, which at the time had a limited range, and sort of Nissan have obviously grown massively and bringing out, and it's a new town start out, just coming out now, and there's an EV version of that and a petrol engine. Um, better ranges, better charging. So we've, we've been on that journey, so we can pass on that, that experience, really. What are your favourite... Uh, electric vehicles and uh, at the moment and most excited about coming next year or in a couple of years time um, favourite one at the moment if it's a car 
um, it probably the Kia EV6 really. I think yeah, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. That's that's a, a, a beautiful, you know, modern-looking vehicle. Yeah. Um, but under the skin, they're they're all good. They're all smooth. They're all quiet and and quite quick, really, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. Sometimes they feel perhaps too quick. You yeah. know, it's, um, <laughs> um, but um, but no, they're 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 great to drive. Mm-hmm. And I say it's passed on down the the van the vans really. I think what I'm looking forward to is um, is the pickup. Because pickup was a big, uh, big thing for us with um, uh, Mitsubishi L200. We were uh, big with with Nissan Navara, mm-hmm. and obviously those have gone. Um, bringing on an electric pickup is really exciting, and the Maxus one is th- is the first one to hit the market. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that takes off. Really, mm. I think I think we'll be doing very well with that. How do you? Uh, what What do you think the idea was from Mitsubishi and Nissan to pull? Those uh, those pickups and Mercedes as well with the mm-hmm. uh, what was that the X class? Yeah, yeah, that was a, a copy of um, uh, the Navarre. Yeah, Navarre. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I don't know. Pick, pickups were they were obviously utility sort of vehicles, um, you know, um, but a lot of them were um, were used as leisure vehicles as well. And they yeah. were they were an opt out from um, uh, people to avoid. You know, benefiting kind costs yeah. really because they're classed as a, a commercial vehicle. Mm. So, we, you know, there's two sides to it really. But um, uh, you know, how, how many people needed a four by four four wheel drive capable vehicle to do what they did? Very, very few really. Yeah. You know, unless you're in a forest or that type of thing, you know, it wasn't needed. So, so our electric pickup that's coming out is is going to be rear wheel drive. Um, I believe there will be a, an all wheel drive that will come out at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, I think there's a, a, a going to be a big market for that. Really. I mean, there's, there's other across the pond. There's other electric pickup trucks which are arriving like yes. the, from Ford. So, do you think it'll be a, a growing market? Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think so. yeah. We did very well yeah. with, with pickups, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when Nissan and Mitsubishi both sort of pulled out the UK, you know, that did sort of hurt us really because we, we were so sort of set up to do that and all the accessories that come with it for the for the drivers so um, we've really been looking forward to having an EV pickup come and, and we, you know it's, it's due any time now really so it's great for us going into the new year with the products that we'll have available that you can have right away yeah going back to that new product and availability we've got vehicles coming so uh, and we'll have a demonstrator so people can try it yeah um Including myself, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not a problem. We hadn't long been in here. We used to be in a dealership sort of setting, but and uh, and then we've moved to a purpose-built PDI preparation centre, PDI centre. So he could see that it, we could help his customers, um, and obviously, you know, we've had a uh, built a long and strong relationship with him um, through commercial vehicle and cars mm-hmm. and because of the range of uh, manufacturers we've got we've got eight manufacturers in the group it's a one-stop shop for him really for a lot of his customers uh, and we've done networking events with him since with his customers so support him wherever we can really now how's that business relationship how has it evolved over the time that you've been working with Carl um, well, I, th- I guess trust. It's like any relationship, isn't it? You, mm. you, you sort of build the relationship and um, he, you know, we'll put vehicles into his customers that, that want to try. So if we go to electric, um, you know, he, he knows that we can come to us for certain vehicles to try out. The customer gets that 
um, good feeling about the product and then it's a lot easier for him to then to, to sell that customer the right products for, for their ownership really isn't it yeah, yeah. and that, that's, that's key isn't it if, you, if he can trust us and we trust him then it, it, everything becomes a lot easier yeah. you know I mean we've, we've got um, these, these Kia Nero's um, we've only we've got the only two new ones we've only found out the other day that he's got um, a thing called V2L so you know you actually use the battery on your vehicle to run other things Right. So you can plug your lawnmower, electric lawnmower into it. You can plug a microwave <laughs> or a kettle. So, you know, that's exciting because, yep. you know, your cars, your vans of the future will be a battery electric storage centre, if you like. So, you know, what surplus you, you have in your battery, you can perhaps use at home. Yeah. You know, so obviously with the, um, uh, the cost of living and the... Uh, you know the cost of electricity and gas. You know it's a concern for everybody, isn't it? Really. So, if you can store energy, particularly if you can get it from solar, yeah. you can get it, store it in your your vehicle, you know, or a home battery storage system. You've got that on tap to use for, you know, perhaps something like um, a Forester, perhaps or something like that. You know, if you've got that in a in a pickup mm-hmm. or a van, you know, you're, off, you're rather than using your uh, petrol chainsaw, yeah. you plug an electric one in into, in, you into know, your so, van. Yeah. You know, so. You know, it's you know, it's it's wide possibilities, isn't it? Really, yeah. change is coming. Let's get on with it. Get <laughs> it done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And obviously, we can help them uh, help co- your customers sort of educate themselves. Really, yeah, I mean, cost is is going to come down. I I was reading about the uh, uh, battery production, and there's VW. I think said that their battery costs would pretty much align with internal combustion engine by 2025, 2026, and then. Mm theoretically get cheaper. Um, So do you think that'll be the point where we see a mass move? I don't know whether it'll be mass. I think think it's... it's What are the benefits, would you say, of leasing as opposed to outright purchase for, for an electric vehicle? I think the biggest, biggest uh, advantage is the fact that the leasing company takes a residual value risk uh, on a contract hire agreement. So from, from you as an owner-operator, um, you can enjoy the benefits of the new technology, um, the reduced fuel costs, but you know that once you've paid the rentals and that two, three, four year agreements come to an end, you can hand the vehicle back. Mm. Um, why I think that's advantageous is the fact that, as we've just been discussing, technology is moving forward at quite a pace and there'll be bigger and better batteries and quicker charging times mm. in the future. Um, so, you know, it's a bit like your mobile phone, or, you know, you wouldn't really use a 10 year old mobile phone because, you know, you, you, things change so quickly that with phones, so it's the same thing with Electric vehicles really take that. Let somebody else take the residual value risk, and you enjoy all the benefits, mm. and then just plan the next purchase. You know, nine months before you're going to change, you, you, you know exactly what you want, and you can get it in time. 
So planning as well is key when yeah. when looking for yeah. a new vehicle. Yeah, yeah, you've got a line in the sand, you know, when you need to change the vehicle. Um, and you can include a maintenance package. They don't need a lot of servicing anyway, really. That's another benefit. There's, you know, there's no oil to change or things yeah. like that. So you've got, a, you know, you're making savings there. But yeah, you can plan your, you plan your, per, your next purchase in advance and get it right again. Yeah. That's what a lot of our customers yeah, yeah, benefit from, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing is we mentioned in maintenance there. The, the thing you know, it's it's a lot less because, as you said, there's uh, there's a lot less working parts on electric. Yeah. Um, so really, you've only got sort of um, brake materials to, to change. Really, you know, there's 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 no fluids as, as such apart from you know washer bottle and uh, some some have cooling on the batteries and things yeah. like that. But um, with the the way the electric works, you have regenerative um, braking as well. Yeah. So very invariably you. You could probably take some uh, brake pads to, oh, I don't know, sixty thousand miles. Because uh, I mean, our, we've just changed our company vehicles, and we had uh, near us before, mm-hmm. and you don't get any brake disc sh- uh, dust showing on the wheels because you don't use the brakes. You just slow down, and the regenerative braking just slows you down. So, um, you know, that, that's that's a big thing as well, really. You know. It does make you a better driver. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it does that that regen braking. You, you know, you can you can just ease off. People drive diesels to kick that turbo in, and yeah. you know you, you, they can sort of thrash the diesels a bit, and obviously that shows up in the servicing at some point because <laughs> you are going through brakes and stuff. But um, instant torque on an EV vehicle, so that straight off the bat, if you if you pull away from the lights or from an island, you've got instant torque. Uh, and as Neil said, with the regen braking, you you just ease off the accelerator. It's so easy, and auto gearbox just yeah, makes yeah. life a lot easier to drive. I mean, if, say if there was an alien visiting, if you had to explain an internal combustion engine, you know, a series of controlled explosions which made you go forwards, compared to motors and batteries as a system, it, it would be so much simpler, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd be there all day with a with a, a chart and trying to explain it and thinking, is that right? But, yeah, it's so much simpler with an electric, that there's, um, there's just an electric motor with a battery and it's connected yeah. to the wheels. Um, it's, it's just so easy, really, just so simple. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Fairly painless, I hope. <laughs> I'd like to thank both Neil and Richard for taking the time to talk to me for what was a very enjoyable and enlightening conversation. Now, I also got the opportunity to meet a very special member of the team, which is Bobby, the security cat. He's, do you know what? He's one of the most photographed... It is, it is. It's everybody who comes, <laughs> all the visitors, you get all these people come from like, you know. But if we do stay on topic for just a moment, I'd like to know what you think about Maxus and electric vans in general. Could it be an option for you? Have you considered it? Why not let me know what you think in the comments. So thanks for listening or watching to the Monkey Business Podcast from Van Monkey. I'm Adam Baker and I'll see you next time.